Welcome back, everybody, to Talk of the Now podcast. I am your host, Gene, and with me at your favorite podcast is the Jason. Jason, That's, how are you? I'm all right. All right. Now I get a the in front of my name. The Jason. The Jason, yes. The Ohio Jason. I'm well, no. never, I don't even know if you've been to Ohio. Yes, I have, twice, yes. I'm sorry. No, I'm kidding. Kidding, Ohio people. I love Beautiful it. place, yes. I'm sure it is. I've never been. I want to go. Don't worry. Um, simmer down, Ohio people. I want to go. I'm having to wear my big ear headphones tonight because I can't find my regular uh, uh, earbuds. But anyway, all right. well, you look like you're ready to record. We are the uh, world, so that's okay. <laughs> we are the world. That's my uh, first yeah. thing. <laughs> I always love the contrast of those singers in that that video because. You know, like some of them just kind of, we are the world. Bruce comes up, he's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so old. Oh, People we all are. They have no clue what we're talking about. They do not. We, they are, do on, not. we are the world. <laughs> what the heck is that? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it seems like yesterday I was 23, and now I'm just old. Yep, I'll be 48 in December. Ooh. Well, that's, uh, you know, you you said it. I, you know, Jason called this meeting, by the way. No, I'm kidding. Well, I did, you know. Sort of. I think we're on episode, um, I was going to talk about this off air, but whatever. We're family. This is a family. We're po- Talk of the Now podcast family. That's right. All, all 12 of you that listen, mostly Monty, I think. Um, yeah. And Monty, we love you. Um, maybe I'll have you on one day to talk about... <laughs> computers i don't know um <laughs> raising five kids however many he's got i don't know um i um forgot what i was gonna say how's um how's your weef good good yeah she's great. good she's great it's yeah. great yeah still six foot two yep still makes me feel like i'm i'm tiny yep we're being facetious here. I feel like a giant, mm-hmm. you know, next to my wife. But you know. All right. Um. <laughs> We're riveting the audience, Gene. We're <laughs> riveting the audience. I'm trying to lose it. I'm trying to do a weed out process. Who can we weed out? <laughs> That's right. Who's the, who are the true loyalists out there that'll? I was into that podcast ones? until they just started talking about literally nothing. They were just sitting there <laughs> laughing at each Seinfeld? other. <laughs> what is with the podcast? They just don't talk about oh, anything. No. What's with the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a podcast. You're supposed to talk about something. <laughs> George. <laughs> um. No, I do have some things in mind. I guess. Um. First off, we'll um, talk a little bit about this. I, I, okay, we'll we're gonna go for a little while and don't have a um. Um, theme topic, but I do want to ask you first off. Uh, for those of you that are new to the podcast, welcome, like, subscribe. No, I'm kidding. Um, but if you're new to the podcast, hit the button. Jason yeah. and I, we we like motorsports um, a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I like NASCAR. I like IndyCar. Oh, we still I like hang F-car. out with them anyway. F car, F one racing. Um, I like drag racing. I grew up in the automotive business industry. My dad was an auto body man, um, owned his own body shop. And 
So I grew up around show cars. Show cars are kind of what I gravitate toward. Um, Jason loves motorsports, mainly, probably only, well, mostly only, um, F1 racing. And what do we call the racing you went to last week? Endurance. Yeah. Endurance racing. Those are probably your your main two that you care about, right? Yeah, mainly. Um, I don't know if you. I, mean, keep I, I, I watch I, I watch a lot of motorsports, different ones, but you know, the ones I really you know follow are those. Yeah. Do you follow? I know you like Australian V8 um, supercars. Yeah. yeah. Do you follow that at all? No. Okay. Um, I'm always intrigued when I see it on TV. I mean, I'll watch it if I happen to catch it. Uh, so anyway, Jason went to an endurance race of sorts um, last week. Um, so what'd you go to, Jason? Uh, I went to Petit Le Mans. Uh, you've done a uh, a call with me that was very hectic and crazy. I guess it was last year. Oh uh, yeah, you can look that, that up. Race, people if you want. did an on location one from there. Um, yeah, we camped out for the whole week, all the different practice rounds and support races and things, and the pageantry around it. Um, the good thing about the WeatherTech series, which is what this is, um, it's the U.S. endurance racing. Um, and it's very open. You with your ticket, just your general admission ticket, you can walk down through the pits by the garages. You have to get out of the way of the race cars. They come down the pit. I mean, it's just it's very up close and personal. You don't get that with any other series, period. Um, you can go watch a WEC race, which is the World Endurance Challenge, which is what um, Le Mans races in, in France. Um, Same car, though, right? What's that? I'm sorry, same cars, right? Style of cars, not the same okay. cars. <laughs> no, not the same cars. Um, used to be a long time ago that we were the Petit Le Mans was on the the World Endurance uh, Challenge calendar, and they would race here, but they don't anymore. Um, okay. So, but you get a lot of international racers here racing for it, but um, it's just uh, it's not quite the level of manufacturer support that there is now. I mean. Penske races in the WeatherTech series with Porsche, um, mm-hmm. prototype cars, those kind of things. Porsche has some uh, a lot of factory support cars there. Um, you get a lot of different things, but um, you go to you go to France for twenty four hours of Le Mans, and you would have to have some crazy pit pass to be able to go down through the you know the paddocks or anywhere where they're at, and they just don't have the access that this one has. So the WeatherTech series is really good for that. Got to see a lot of different drivers. Um, Patrick Dempsey in attendance this year? No. Um, Elio Castroneves drives a car. Um, let's see. We got Mike Rockefeller. Anybody that's familiar with this kind of racing, he's won Le Mans actually a couple times. Um, raced for Audi back in the day. He drives a car. He was actually in the car with Jensen Button, of all people, the 2009 F1 world champion, was racing. Uh, there this week, this week, this past week, and got to get a picture of him um, in the pit row. That was kind of neat. But you'll see a lot of different people. You'll see a lot of names. You're like, wait a minute, I know that guy. It's like, well, yeah, he used to race in this other series or something. Mm. So uh, sports car racing, you can actually do way later in in your career, you know, for longer um, than you can, like, say, a Formula One level or something like that. Um Oh, so you'll see like fifty-year-olds doing it, fifty-five-year-olds, seventy-year-old. There was Even a seventy-year-old. There's a seventy-year-old racer. <laughs> I mean, that's an oddity, but still, 
Um, but yeah, you'll see people, you know, racing all the way up into those years. So it's, it's kind of neat and it's a very, very, like I said, the, the culture around the track is really fun. The H little campsite has its own personality. Um, you know, we had the turn 10 a mafia. That was us. We would now let's back up a little bit. Huh? You, Jason goes, you go there Tuesday, right? And this is an all week thing pretty much. Yeah. The main race is 10 hours long and it's on Saturday, but I go out there Tuesday now because we have a friend of ours who brings a pull behind camper and we have a powered reserve spot. So we get to get in on Tuesday mm-hmm. and, um, we glamp now. I used to camp on the hillside. If anybody's familiar with road land on the outside of turn 10 a, um, but now we glamp <laughs> on the back with a camper and, uh. and a, uh, golf cart and all this other stuff. Um, so you before, don't even pack your own tent or nothing like that anymore. Right. Cause we have a camper. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have climate control and level sleeping ground, which is so he so he brings enough to to. I mean, how many people are in this? Me three and you know, me and our friend Scott and Joseph. Oh, so just three of you? Yeah. Okay, I thought there was like a group of like five to ten of y'all, not no. in the one camper, but like just you know together. Well, there's people we know that were camped out in ten A, but they camp out somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those guys actually bought a Class A RV this year. <laughs> bought one um and uh he has more money than sense um <laughs> must be nice he doesn't listen to this so shane uh <laughs> he bought that he had a rivian truck um there this year of course he's got a side-by-side he pulls back in the garage part of that toy hauler class a they had a smoker set up and a grill and he had brisket um then we had pork butt and we had mashed potatoes and roasted vegetable i mean it was amazing did he bring all this stuff? Yeah, that's Shane. Yeah, that guy. Wow. wow. One of the other guys that camps in the other area, but it's part of our old link to our old 10A group. Um, hmm. Yeah, so I always okay. give them a little bit of money for food. Even though I don't sleep there, I'll I'll give them money for food so I can come in there and snack. And we had, our, uh, we had a bourbon and brisket event on Friday night, which was nice. He brisket, mashed potatoes, um, mm. What else do we have? Coleslaw and roasted vegetables. And then we had a bourbon tasting. So that was kind of neat. I didn't know you were into bourbon. Yeah, it was it was nice. It was uh, interesting. Yeah. Mm. Right, do you like bourbon or just kind of like it's OK? I'll take it. Leave it. Yeah, I like bourbon. It's OK. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's good stuff. Um, where. Um, was the um, and so it's a it's a decent sized camper. So, yeah, I guess they have bunks in it and that sort of thing. Yeah, the one that we slept in, yeah, back on the other part of the track. Yeah, we have – there's two bunks. There's a couch that turns into a bed, and then there's the bedroom with the bed in it. So oh, so, so you have room for me next year if I come, huh? Yeah, it's always – yeah, yeah. We'll get you a shirt that says next year, yes. <laughs> I did go one year. For years, Gene would always say maybe next year, and uh, he he did come out there for one – for a race day, and uh, Scott – our other friend took a picture with all of us and said, next year finally came. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a famous picture. Um, yes. It always um, comes up in my memories around this time of year. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it's, it's fun. Yeah. And, and there's room for, cause um, our other friend Wes and his daughter used to come and um, stay with us too. But um, 
Yeah, it's nice. Like I, I can't emphasize the climate controlled and level ground or level sleeping position because sleeping oh, on a hillside is <laughs> with my feet facing downhill like I used to. Man, <laughs> sliding yeah. down your sleeping bag. You have to push <laughs> I back feel like up. I got blood in my my feet from sleeping all night. Yeah. Uh, so it, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a lot a lot better. Um, and it was nice. My father in law, my new father in law, came out for three out of the four days this week of the race. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He hooked. Um, I, I kind of baited him with some of the smaller races that happened earlier in the year there. Uh Since we all live, you know, 15 minutes from the track, it, uh, made it easier for him. And so he, he's a mechanical engineer by trade. So he loves going down. He loved that we can walk through the pits and you could see him adjusting the suspension on the car and all that stuff. He loved all that. Um, it was fun. Any, I'm sorry. Any idea what year that I went? Oh, it was. I was eons ago. I don't even remember. It's been so long, Gene. Because I was thinking um, I could share the photo for the uh, video viewers here. Yeah, um, it probably was what? Was it pre 15? It was the year after. It was a year after the Audis weren't. You know, they weren't there anymore. Um, because you didn't get to see the big teams. You were yeah, like I was a little the, upset at that. But. You were there the first year they stopped because, uh, you know, NASCAR took over the series basically, and uh, they have a a beef against the uh, FIA, the International um, Auto Sport Federation of International Automotive Sport Autosport. So, mm-hmm. uh, let's see, what year was that? That was probably. It might have been 2015. Hmm. Um, I'm actually looking for this photo right now to see if I see it. Of course, I'm seeing if I can see it. Because um, I believe that I might be able to share this if I can find this thing. Um, like you, it oftentimes just kind of shows up on my. Yeah, I know. And I always think I always think, oh, I should save that. So I've got it. And then I. Yeah. All right, I've had, just to let you know how much I'm at the track, I have 1,106 pictures on my phone. <laughs> Do you really? From Brizzle, from Brazelton. <laughs> yep. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, for those that don't know, this is in Brazelton, Georgia, at Road Atlanta. And do you know how many years this has been going now? This is the 26th year. But it just happened. Yeah. Wow. And now is that how old is this track? Do you know? Uh, 1970. It opened. Wow, 1970. The Whittington Brothers, yeah. Very interesting. Well, famous I couldn't for, find the photo. Famous for many things, including uh, uh, <laughs> landing a plane late at night on the backstretch because they were into other um, <clears throat> illicit or kind of more uh, need-to-be-secret deliveries, if you get what I'm saying. Um, um, I, I grew up kind of around uh, the Atlanta drag Dragway, or whatever it was called, Atlanta Drag Grace Drag Strip. Dragway, I guess, um, that Up was in, in commerce. commerce. And yeah, uh, I missed that being there. Closed now, um, yeah. For years, um, growing up, like I said, in the auto body industry, um, show car business, my my dad and brother would go up there looking for auto parts, for used parts for, you know, classic cars. And they had a huge um, parts swap every year at the what they called the Super Chevy Show. And it was a fun show. I mean, they would have, you know, it was kind of like amateur drag racing going on during the show. 
and outside in the parking lot they would section off a huge section of it for um uh the parts swap and for those that don't know part swap is basically like kind of like going to a junk cell which is just literally car junk if you will but you go around and people can volunteer to be vendors and they take all their car junk kind of like a garage sale but it's just for cars and they take all their you know they have like one section area off and you sell your parts whatever you have there and it was just a it was a fun time i mean looking back on it you know when you're a 17 year old your dad makes you go you're like oh gosh it's going to be hot i'm going to be there for seven hours you know we're going to leave at 6 a.m um but into my early 20s i would go and, and thought a little bit more of it and man they had some good food there too the vendors had some great food um and i remember i went one year when i was like maybe 25 years old and my brother was trying to sell all kinds of junk and jason knows my brother he my brother is like <laughs> america we're talking american pickers um without the selling part where he just likes to collect crap and just if there's a car part he wants to buy it and keep it or if he's if he's got five wrenches if he finds another one at a state sale for two dollars he thinks he's found a deal that's pretty much my brother and uh i was out there trying to sell help him sell some stuff one time and I remember uh, this. My my brother has some old generator, and this guy walks up. He goes, "How much you want for this, man?" And I was like, "Um, I'm not even sure if it works. Does that work?" And my brother's like, "Yeah, it works." I was like, "Hundred dollars?" He's like, "Here you go." And I was selling. I I bought some waters and um, some grape soda and sold that out there. But it was fun. I remember one of my funniest memories is being like maybe 16, and that was the first time I ever really knew what a mater sandwich was um my uncle <laughs> had two uncles uncle lee and uncle kenny and they would take a trailer full of car parts um and they would go to the show and they would like you know it was like one of those little kind of dinky trailers where you open up the back and you know uncle lee's over there and i'm walking over to there you know from ours i walk over there to say hey what's happening oh nothing much gene what you doing oh nothing and Uncle Lee goes, you hungry? And I was like, yeah, I'm getting there. And he goes, oh, you want a mater sandwich? And I was like, what's a mater sandwich? He goes, well, it's a it's a sliced tomato between bread. And I was like, oh, I think I'll pass. <laughs> he gets out the salt and uh, pepper and puts it on his slice. He's got a, you know, he's got tomato and he's just, or if you're my grandpa, he called it a mater sandwich. But, mater, uh, yes. Got so. a mater sandwich. And you put it, you put the slice of mater on the, now, if you're fancy, you do it at home. You put you might put mayonnaise on it too. But uh, right, right, of course. But the funny thing is, I didn't like tomatoes, but now it sounds pretty good. <laughs> and there's my Super Chevy show stories. Man, I can tell some stories about all the car shows. If I sit down and think about all the different car shows that I went to growing up, um, there was uh, my dad was in a car club. Yep. called the 55 56 57 club <laughs> I, mean, I I think they're long gone but they used to have i mean this was kind of like a uh it's pretty fancy little club <clears throat> and it was a car show club basically and it was nothing but 55 56 57 chevrolet bel airs and every year we would go to this thing and my biggest memory is my dad taking the 55 chevy whichever one he had at the time or had fixed up and painted 
some goofball, you know, would win it that didn't have one quite as nice as my dad's, you know, and I, I just remember my dad just spitting and cussing because, you know, it's that dadgum politics. I did. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm through with this stupid, you know, things like and that. Come back the next year. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> come back next year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember he got really, um, I, I don't even know if this show's around anymore called the world of wheels. Oh um, yeah. It might still exist, but went to the, I must've went to probably 15 or 20 of those growing up because dad would take his cars or trucks there. And this is, it's always the same thing. He gets so mad about the politics of it. Um, yep. cause he had, there was a guy out of Buford called Lamar Stevens. God rest his soul. He passed away. Um, golly, probably back in as early as 2006 or so. And Lamar was sort of the um, preeminent um, interior auto upholstery guy in Atlanta. Um, if you had Lamar Stevens do a car for you, it was a big deal. And <clears throat> very expensive, too. I mean, he was not cheap because he was considered one of the best, kind of like my dad was. And my dad was pretty not to just boast about him, but he was pretty renowned. He, I mean, he had cars featured in hot rod magazine and super Chevy magazine and, and things like that. Not his car. Maybe he may have had one or two, but a lot of his customers ended up having their cars featured in those magazines. And, uh, Lamar Stevens, he was a character. He was, he was a great guy. And he, have, uh, he had a black gentleman named Cheyenne that would, uh, <laughs> that worked for him and Cheyenne was the coolest. I thought he was the coolest when I was 10 years old because I wanted, I wanted to teach him or not teach him, but I wanted to break dance with him because that was the eighties and break dancing was the biggest thing around. And, <laughs> and you know, Cheyenne back then was probably 45 years old or whatever. And, uh, but he was, he was such a cool guy. And I remember he died at a, at a young age, fairly young age, probably around 60 or so like that years and years ago. But, um, Lamar, though, was very expensive, and my dad would horse trade to get him to do work, and that's how a lot of that business worked. Um, right. A lot of times you'd have, and sorry about the tangent, but a lot of times you'd have the... <laughs> All right. Did you find the picture? I'm still looking. <laughs> and you froze. Okay, now you're back. All right. Um, Lamar and dad, they would change, they would, ex like, it was horse trading a lot of times with these people. Um, right. My dad had a truck that he restored one time. And he had a friend named Billy. We called him two, Billy Two Bears because the guy, when he came to my dad's shop, he would always have a jacket on. And he's almost guaranteed to have a, a Bud Light or a Budweiser in his, uh, not a Bud Light, but a Budweiser in his jacket. And he'd always have one in his hand. And after a while, I gave him the name Billy Two Bears because he would <laughs> show up with two beers every time he came to the shop. Not that he was drinking and driving, folks. Um, he only lived about two miles away from the shop. So uh, my dad he basically had him build an engine for him. And so the horse trade was Billy would have him paint a car for him. same thing with Lamar Stevens. Lamar had a 50, like for instance, he had a, um, a 56 Chevy Bel Air that he needed painting as a four door, very cool car. And I think, and my dad got some interior upholstery work done through painting a car for Lamar. So, there's there was no monetary exchange in this. It right. was all just horse trading. And there was another uh, legend, I like to call him Lamar Walden, if anybody's ever heard of him. A lot of Lamars in this industry. I don't know why they just were. Um, <laughs> actually, there was only those two that I know of. But Lamar Walden, you can look him up if you're out there. He was a uh, drag racing 
guy. He did a lot of, I think he did some of the gasser stuff. That's kind of the, um, he might've done some of that. Basically it's sort of, uh, back in the day, you'd have like 34 coupes and you drag race those. And, um, Lamar was into, he was a lot into drag racing. His son, Rob Walden still has a shop running it. Um, I'd like to get Rob on just to talk to him about some of his dad, his dad and their stories and uh, drag racing sometime. Um, I grew up with Rob, um, his dad, Lamar was considered one of the best in the region as well, um, for his engine building capabilities. Like he just built lots of engines and we're talking like half million dollar engine type stuff. Right. Or, um, same thing. My dad would, he was into uh, 409, um, Impala racing and, my dad, a lot of times, if he needed an engine built for a truck or a car, something that he had, he would do a paint job for Lamar. He would, Lamar would bring his, he, I think my dad probably painted two or three of his Impalas so that he could get um, an engine done. Yeah, and you know, it's funny how, my wife and I talk about this a lot of times, how so many people end up doing what their dad did. I'm talking about mostly males. I don't know about females really on the statistics, but I think so many like we think about, especially in the high paying careers, like right. doctor, you probably have a doctor for a son. Dentist, you probably pushed your son to be a dentist. Um, right. How many baseball players have had sons that at least got up to the minor league level? And, and race football. car drivers, for that matter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, NASCAR's full of them. Oh, yeah. The, um, this, I mean, just name off a few besides Earnhardt. You've got, you know, the um, Allison boys, the. Uh, Petty boys, so many of them. Well, you got um, um, the Hills, uh, Graham Hill and and Damon Hill, Damon Hill, Graham Hill's son, Formula One champion. Um, Any other Formula One families? Verstappen, um, mm-hmm. Yoss Verstappen raced at least raced in Formula One for a little bit. Max Verstappen uh, obviously is multiple world champion now. Uh, Carlos Sainz Jr. Obviously, there's a Carlos Sainz, and he was a race car driver. So, yeah. Now, um, Senna's um, nephew, right? He's a race driver. He was. Yeah, I don't know what he does now. He doesn't. He, oh, really he may not be much. racing right now. Uh, yeah, they took him out of the out of the industry for ten years after Senna died, and that kind of killed his his chances. He probably wow. would have been, you know, at Senna level greatness, you know, if he'd mm. have stayed in it. Bruno, right? Is that his name? Yeah, Bruno. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, but anyway, the um, <clears throat> like like I was saying, both those Lamar guys, their sons took their businesses over. When Lamar died back in 2015, his son Rob took over his uh, racing industry, his racing um, shop, his race um, engine shop. Lamar passed away. His son, I think his son's name might be Kenny. Um, he took over his business. Um, unfortunately for my dad, I did not take over his business, (laughs) nor did my brother, but my brother still does work in the auto body business. He still works on, I think it's in my brother's blood. We talked about American pickers a little while ago, like how he always talks about how, uh, junk is in his blood. I think that, that working on cars is in my brother's blood. Like it's just sanding on cars, breathing that crap in the dust and all that and sanding and grinding and, you know, that's just, I don't think that, like, you see some people like P. 
people are, that are football players like, I never did anything else. I don't know what to do. I, I've never right. done anything else. Or a pastor that has a son that becomes a pastor. I grew up in the pastorate, you know, I, and then I became a pastor. I mean, that's my brother. He grew up in the auto body industry. He he lived, breathed it, and he's still doing it to this day. Yep. And then you got Jason, who is not an accountant, even though his dad was an accountant. <laughs> well, yeah, no. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's my uh, story. I mean, I've got a lot more body shop stories that I can definitely share. Um, but a lot of characters, too. Um, yeah. Tell us why you didn't become an accountant, Jason. I hate math. Um, I'm right-brained. Um, did I mention I hate math? Okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, hate math. Jason, are you <laughs> sitting in a wicker chair? You know, don't judge me, Gene. Because that looks like a wicker chair. I don't know if you stole that you from Andy that? Griffith or what. On Why the would porch? you say that? <laughs> well, you see, I, I haven't quite acquired a uh, office chair yet. And Maybe you should get a... a lazy boy such as this behind me here. I'll be getting a Herman Miller Aeron chair. Um, I tell you, this lazy boy is amazing. Used Herman Miller Aeron chair, I might add, because I'm not paying twelve hundred dollars for a chair. I will pay two hundred dollars for a chair. And by the way, I had the I found the picture probably before you. Yeah, is it of just you? No, it's just us three. It is the picture. No. Oh yeah, it is the picture, and I found it. And so let me do a share because i'm cool like that now hopefully this is um not going to freeze on us and let me see let me, you tell me if you can see this jason hopefully the audience can see it the uh, audience. yes you need to share screen yes i can hey there it is ah yeah there we are that's this nice is jason right here in the middle in the middle this is well, Scott, who might be embarrassed that we're showing his face. This is me. Uh, he didn't seem to care when I asked him. So, <laughs> oh, you asked him. May we have permission yeah. to share your likeness on uh, your likeness on the podcast? Um, okay. I don't know who. As long as, as, long as he doesn't have to talk on the podcast, he's probably fine. Um, uh, there you go. Um, There's the flags. There's the um, German flag. Um, I think that's the Irish flag. The British flag. What? Z- Irish Z- flag. <laughs> Did I say Irish? It's Italian, dude. That's um, what I said, Italian. Um, this is the um, Brazilian flag. Yeah, that's very good. And that would be the that what would the one with the white plus be? The red with the white plus. The American Red Cross. Uh, no. <laughs> Switzerland, <laughs> Switzerland. So there and you have it. Scott's like, there's a picture of all three of us. <laughs> yeah. This is a hey. weird episode. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, but that's always a good night. We can talk about cars and motorsports and funny stories. You know. Yeah. It almost it almost reminded me of Dale Earnhardt's podcast a little bit there. I actually listen to that. I like. I think that's it's a good a, podcast. I need to get back to listen to it. Yeah, it yeah. is entertaining. All right, Gene, we'll take it easy. Have a good evening. Oh, when's your podcast starting, by the way? Fine. Yeah, you, you're supposed to start a podcast soon. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good, Gene. Good talk. All right. Still in the still in the. Uh, <laughs> I don't have phases. my own. No, I'm in, I'm on with my cousin's husband, but that's about it. Yeah. Oh wait, you're on another podcast. You've been yeah, cheating on me. I have. Sorry. Uh, huh. I know. Wow, I, you, have to con- you have to contemplate on that for a minute. <laughs> You've been cheating on me. I, wow, this is breaking news, everybody. Yeah, Jason's I know. Been cheating well, on we, you know, we now. have a whole nine subscribers on that one. So, you know, all the time. So Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Jason, thank you. Um, right, we'll now. talk next time. Take care, everybody. See you later. <laughs>